0: Thank you. Competitive Hedge Podcast. I'm your host of the show, Kenneth Cotterill, and thank you for joining me here this morning on the Competitive Hedge Podcast. We talk about the day that was in the sports world, including our athlete of the day. We also talk about what bets we like today, what big games are on the slate, and so much more. This truly does cover a wide spectrum of sports, and we're excited to be with you here this morning. But before we get into today's episode, this episode is sponsored by Bet99. For all our Canadian listeners, Bet99 offers you a sports welcome offer when you join today using the promo code SHOOTERS. Bet99 will match your deposit 100% up to $600. So head over to Bet99 today to make your bets. Use the bets from the show and follow our social media accounts as well to find our fan parlays and other plays that we like. We put out all of our PGA Championship bets that were set on the show yesterday on there as well. So definitely go and check that out. Full card from missed cuts to top 10s, winners, top 40, whatever it is. Three balls for today as well. Then you want to check those out. But our athlete shout out, speaking of the PGA, goes out to Bryson DeChambeau. Not because he's even playing in the event this week. But I respect that he knew that he couldn't go as he's still recovering from that wrist surgery. But instead of giving it a go and then ultimately withdrawing anyways, pulling out before the tournament gives someone that spot that I, that they probably deserve because he's not good to go. And we've seen, you know, we saw it a number of years ago with DJ at the Masters. He waits until the very last second, pulls out, and then they have no one to replace him. So I respect the fact that he knew that he couldn't go. And because of that, someone's going to get an opportunity to potentially play in their first PGA Championship. Like, we don't know who it is exactly yet. Uh, It probably is out there, but I haven't gone and looked for it too hard. But uh, someone gets an opportunity now to play in the PGA Championship, and that's pretty significant. So let's talk about last night's bets. The host is back. We had a great night last night. Uh, Starting with that Brewers money line, minus 140. That was a major sweat. I mean, all these plays, minus one of them was a pretty major sweat. I because Brewers' money line at minus 140, seven to six, but bottom of the ninth, they tied it up. They go to the 10th. You know, opposing team scores, they have to score and they do. Other team scores again in the 11th, but they score twice. And so they win seven to six in the 11th inning. Definitely sweated that one quite a bit. Golden State minus five. That was a pretty easy one. My or it was 112 to 87. We'll get more into that game in a bit. And then we had one of the craziest hockey games in a long time, playoff-wise. Calgary and Edmonton, over six hit by the time we were midway through the second period. That game finishes 9-6. So we cashed that parlay, plus 488 yesterday. We also had Mets as our juice line at minus 185. They cashed that. We had Draymond Green over seven and a half points. He cashed that with 10. Jalen Brunson was the lone loss of the night. We had over 19 and a half, and he unfortunately was unable to deliver for us there. But nonetheless, great day. We're excited for today. We had no hedge fan lay yesterday, got a little bit uh, caught up at work, and so unfortunately was unable to post it. But let's get into that daily news dump, starting with that Golden State and Dallas game. The under 214 would have also hit if you bet that, and then Dallas minus five. Golden State, they just ran away with this one. It was a pretty consistent effort from everyone on this team. You had Steph with 21 and 12. You had Poole and Wiggins both gave you 19. You had Clay with 15 points and then 10 points from Looney, Otto Porter, and Draymond Green. I mean, this is how I assumed Golden State play this series. They're going to try and beat them with bodies more than they are an individual guy. When you look on the Dallas side, Luca didn't have a great night. Let's start out with that. First of all, it's not because he had a beer with lunch. I'm sure he does that plenty. Uh, but Luke had 20 points. He was just six of 18 shooting, just struggled in game one. Dinwiddie had 17. That's encouraging moving forward. Maybe he snapped out of this playoff drought. Jalen Brunson had just 14. He was inefficient. And then Reggie Bullock had 12. But we said going into this series, it would come down to shooting. Well, Dallas hit more threes last night, but they were 11 of 48 compared to Golden State's 10 of 29. If you're going to rapid fire like that, you got to be hitting 15 plus. They were unable to do that. And the other thing was Golden State got killed on the rebounding side of things. Uh, Golden State had 51 to 35 in that. So they need to be better in game two. Rebounding and shooting wise, Luka needs to be better as well. He's the guy that makes this ship go. Now, NHL wise, Carolina and New York, I guess pretty underwhelming considering this other game that we're going to talk about but two to one nonetheless for Carolina and it looked like it was going to be New York's to win they they scored early on uh through Chetel and uh they were coasting Carolina though with two and a half minutes to go they get Ajo to tie it up and then Ian Cole with the overtime winner Ranta made 27 saves he played well at home once again as he's done all playoffs and then Chesterkin with 24 saves for the Rangers I mean, we'll see if New York can steal a game before they head to New York for three and four. you uh, he, he only gave up one goal. Like, we can't be too hard on the guy. He had an okay performance yesterday. Calgary and Edmonton, as we said, over six. That cashed easily. If you had over 14 and a half goals, I can't even imagine what the odds were on that, plus 10,000 probably. But Markster made 22 saves for the Flames. Uh, and they got scoring from everyone. I mean, Matthew Kachuk had a hat trick. Coleman had two. Magnapan had one. Anderson, Lindholm, and Ritchie all added one. So that was the nine that you got from Calgary. On the Edmonton side, Mike Smith gave up three goals on seven shots. In fact, he gave up two in the first minute. And that's what got this scoring output going. And then Koskinen came in. He made 32 saves and they got two from Hyman, McDavid and Drysidel both scored, and then Yamamoto and Bouchard as well. This could push the line to over seven for the next game, and I might be looking at an under there. I'm not sure how you deliver a huge scoring output like that after 9-6, but we'll have to wait and see. This Battle of Alberta lived up to the bill in game one. MLB lines, will quickly go through those from yesterday. Tigers 6-1. Six to one versus the Rays, Brewers seven to six versus the Braves, Rockies five to three versus the Giants, Twins 14 to four versus the A's, the Dodgers won five to three versus the Diamondbacks, the Red Sox won five to one versus the Astros, Phillies won three to nothing versus the Padres, Yankees beat the Orioles three to two, Mariners five to one over the Jays, Mets 11 to four versus the Cardinals, Pirates three to two versus the Cubs. Rangers six to five versus the Angels and Royals six to two versus the White Sox. Cleveland and Cincinnati got postponed as well. So we'll see that game made up possibly in the coming days. And then on the WNBA side of things, the Seattle Storm went 74 to 71 versus the Chicago Sky. We said that we were waiting on this line yesterday, strictly because we weren't sure if Brianna Stewart would return. And she did from health and safety protocols. So because of that, Stewart comes back and she had 13 points, but Ezi Magabore, she had 21 in the victory for the Seattle storm on the Chicago sky side of things. Candace Parker had 11 and nine and Azura Stevens added 18 points as well. So great game for that one. Very close. We love some good, some good WNBA action here at competitive hedge podcast. Now let's talk about big games on the slate. I mean, starting with the PGA Championship, once again, we gave out our full betting card on Twitter, so definitely go and check that out, but we did have some updated odds, which were pretty great. We had home at 50-1 to yesterday. We sprinkled a bit as well on 59-1, to uh, moving that significantly. We definitely wanted to get in on that one. Two balls-wise, DJ, his line moved to plus 175 today for his three ball versus Justin Thomas and Patrick Cantley, so... Hope you got in early on that one. Definitely could have some additional value there with DJ. He just seems to come out in majors and play really well on day one. So while I like JT and Cantley further on in the tournament, I think DJ is going to be the one that sets the tone in this group. And in Xander, his line stayed at plus 150 today versus Matsuyama and Finau. I really do think it boils down to Shoffley and Matsuyama. I'm curious what the odds are on Tony Finau to miss the cut. I think he's going to struggle this week. But that's who I like in that three ball, and then we added a couple more miss cut bets. We had a few yesterday, like Justin Rose and Keegan Bradley. The Rory McIlroy line moved quite a bit from plus four eighty to plus three thirty. So maybe Vegas is thinking that his game isn't as sharp as they think it is. I just don't like Rory this week at Southern Hills. But other two other missed cut bets that I like: Daniel Berger to miss the cut at plus one seventy five and Sam Burns to miss the cut at plus 190. I just haven't seen these guys really perform in a major yet, and I think they'll struggle this week at the PGA Championship, thus why I have them missing the cut at plus 175 and plus 190, but looking forward to today. Really love the majors. I didn't even do my own pool. I normally do my own pool for the PGA Championship, but once again, just been too swamped to do it. So looking forward to that going to be definitely tuning in all afternoon long and a bit of the morning EPL wise, we've got three games today, and this will set things up for a pretty great Sunday. We're excited as on Saturday, we're going to be having on Manny from the off the ball network. Uh, we're going to be talking about the final days of the e- the final day of the EPL season. But these teams still have a game in hand that are playing today. So we'll start with Chelsea and Leicester because. They really aren't playing for anything here. Chelsea is in the top four this year. They can't move any higher than third. They would like to retain third. I should say that. So maybe we see them against Leicester today. Uh, Leicester also not playing for anything. They're not contending for Europe and they're also not in relegation. They're kind of caught in no man's land in the standings. So Chelsea at home today. Not sure what the odds are on this game, uh, but I would like Chelsea today. Just because they are at home. Although Leicester has played well recently. So really is tough to tell where they're going to go with this. Chelsea's minus 245. And Leicester's plus 550. Might look at, uh, at the win there to throw into a parlay. Then we've got Aston Villa and Burnley. Aston is 115. Burnley, on the other hand, is plus 235. This is a significant one. Burnley, this feels like do or die for them. Yes, they're on the road, but a winner draw would put them in such a good spot heading into Sunday. Leeds has that one-point edge, and they have to keep that one-point edge. If they finish tied with Burnley, they're going to be going down. So they would like to see Burnley lose outright today, and then if Leeds win on Sunday, then things are in their hands. If we see a Burnley victory today, then Leeds fans have some cause for concern, including a good buddy of mine here, Patrick, who I know is a diehard Leeds fan. And then Everton and Crystal Palace, Everton just needs to secure a point at minimum in the final two games um, because they're sitting on 36 points, Leeds on 35, and Burnley on 34. If Everton picks up a victory today, then they are safe 100%. So they would like to pick up a victory today against Crystal Palace. Once again, a team that they're not really playing for a lot. Um, Everton is minus 105 today at home. So, that might be one if you want to sprinkle on Everton to win that game. WNBA games, we've got two tonight. The Dallas Wings at two and two. They're taking on their two and two counterparts in the Phoenix Mercury. You got Diana Tarasi on one side. You've got Arik Abungawale on the other side. This is going to be a fun game to tune into. Two quality teams right now, early on in the year. I do think Dallas is going to fade a bit. You might see Phoenix move up, but we'll have to wait and see. This should be a fun game. And then on the other side, we've got the Minnesota Lynx, one and four, taking on my Vegas Aces at four and one. But Minnesota coming off a great performance. They got Kayla McBride of 24. They had Fowles and Jefferson, both had 20 each. So there's upset potential here. Um, While I do still think that the Aces are going to win this game, I think that that was a bit of an outlier the last game for this Lynx side. Definitely... uh, Definitely a game that I I want to tune into. I want to see how uh, Minnesota stacks up against this team. When we're talking point spreads, I mean, the Aces are minus 11.5 tonight. I don't know if I love a double-digit spread against a team that just won, especially against a pretty good team in the Sparks. So I'm going to wait and see where that line is a little bit later on today. And Phoenix today is minus 4.5 as well at home. So uh, I do like Phoenix to win that one and cover. NBA wise tonight, we got Miami and Boston. I it was 204 for the first game. It's now 207 and a half. I think that they're overinflating it a bit. You might see that on a daily betting card, but let's see if Tatum can get more help. Jalen Brown didn't play great in game one. We'll see if any of those injured guys come back. And so I uh, I do think that Miami being minus four currently is is pretty on par. Uh, and it is a good line by Vegas before we know who's truly going to be playing in this game. NHL playoffs, Tampa Bay and Florida. Uh, Tampa won 4-1, to one game one. Florida has to get this game. They're going to uh, Tampa for 3-4. and four, So they definitely need to pick up a win here. Uh, and then go and steal one if they want to have a chance in this series. And then Colorado and St. Louis. Colorado won just 3-2. But the shots were 54-25. to 25. St. Louis needs to be better offensively. They need to not allow that many shots. We'll see if Bennington has to stand on his head again. Or is there upset potential here? Potentially, we'll have to see if they're on our daily betting card. Games we're leaning but waiting on. I'm waiting on that Padres and Phillies over under. Uh, I was hoping to see it at 8 this morning. I woke up and it was 7.5. You've got Hugh Darvish going for the Padres. You've got Kyle Gibson going for the Phillies. If it can get to eight, then I feel pretty good about the under. This has four to two vibes, four to three potentially. But if not, I would buy that half a point just to get to eight if you're planning on throwing it into a parlay. So I do like that Padres and Phillies line at under eight if we can get there. Boston and Miami, I'm keeping an eye on the spread just because of injuries. I want to see if Marcus Smart can go. I don't think Al Horford's going to go. I don't think he'll clear protocols in time. But if he does go, then that would be significant as well. But if Smart goes, that line's going to move closer to minus one and a half. So if you're confident that uh, he, either of those guys are going to go, bet Boston plus four now before it moves. We already had Ernest Silva uh, last night give us a play of Boston money line today at plus 140. So he doesn't seem too worried about whether they play or not. And so those are... Uh, A couple of game lines just that we're waiting on. Not the busiest day, but a significant day with all the playoff games on the slate. We're going to talk about our player prop lines now. A couple of those that we like today. I like Grant Williams over nine and a half points at minus 107. I just think that he needs to show up. I'm not sure if Horford will go. And because of that, they need production from either Robert Williams or from Grant Williams. And so I really do think that he's going to step up. He was just two of five shooting last game with seven points. I think the line moved a little bit lower now, but I think he's going to step up and have a 12 to 15 point night. And then Jimmy Butler over 26 and a half minus one Oh six on that one. Jimmy was special in game one with 41 talked a lot of smack after the game. I don't think Boston liked it, but now I think he has to back it up. And I do think, I don't think he's going to go, blow past this line, but I do think 28 to 31 points is the range that I think he's going to finish tonight at -106. So Jimmy Butler at over 26 and a half is one that we like. Now, let's get into our competitive fan or the competitive lay of the day. This is the host parlay. It's our daily three-team parlay where no odds are worse than -150, only looking to put out winners here. We're going with games that we're confident Uh, With where they're at right now, I don't think that there's going to be any injury updates or anything. But let's get right into it. Boston and Miami under 207 and a half. Yes, the injuries matter for the spread, but I think the over/under, if it is Smart and Horford that go, that line could move up. And I just think that this is going to be an under game. It felt like there was a ton of offense in that first game, but for it to finish at 225 total. And it took some great shooting from a lot of people. I just don't see them going over again. I think this is going to be a much tighter game. The line was 204. It's now at 207 and a half. This is where I like to take the under. I see it finishing 105 to 100 for either team. And we cruise to the under there. So definitely like the under in the Boston Miami game. Blues plus one and a half versus the Avalanche. Binnington was. Incredible in Game One, but he was incredible last series too. It's why we took the under six and a half the last game. The potential is here for an upset as well. Uh, I think Colorado threw the kitchen sink at Bennington. They were fortunate to get the overtime winner. This is where I think the Blues maybe steal one and make it a series. But at plus one and a half at minus one twenty-five, I like that I can get that goal uh, in my favor in case they go to overtime and lose again so plus one and a half. And then Tampa Bay and Florida, under six and a half. Bobrovsky and Vasilevsky, I think are both going to have a great performance tonight. I think it's going to finish 3-1. At worst, three to two. I think you cruised the under with this one because you've got two quality goalies, especially Vasilevsky, who looked great in game one. And so I do like the under there. The odds on this parlay are plus 556. Definitely, you can bet these straight up. You can bet them in a parlay. Always bet responsibly. We're always preaching that here at Competitive Edge. And our our alt lay play, there's going to be no rain delay or no play because there's no baseball on the card. But we do have one here with Chicago White Sox money line versus the Royals. This is strictly fade Carlos Hernandez, who hasn't had a great season so far for the Royals, like the White Sox to bounce back and have a win today. So thank you, everyone, who tuned into the live show. I, we appreciate you every single day. We'll maybe be back tomorrow for a show. We may take the Friday off, but we'll have to wait and see. If not, we'll be posting our betting plays on social media throughout the day. We appreciate you all and we'll see you tomorrow potentially for the competitive hedge podcast.